Right, and in, in that situation, I couldn't... Typically, if your kid hit you, you'd be mad. Right. And th- in this situation, you can't get mad. Well, it feels like five years since we've done this. I know. I was just looking at the last date. (laughs) It's been a little over a month, but our life has been crazy. Well, I'm telling you, it all started, this flu ripped through our house over the span of like three and a half, four weeks. Yes, it did. And actually, you and I were the only ones that didn't get it. Which is shocking, because at first I'm like, is this just a kid virus? But no, it's not. There was parents getting it. We just got lucky. Yeah. We probably shouldn't even say it, (laughs) because it's probably on the way. Yeah. Poor Trey. Four kids had it, and then a whole week later afterwards, then Trey got it, and it was the day of his championship game. But what's crazy is it usually, like, so one one kid will get it, okay, on, like, let's just say a Friday. Right. By Monday, everybody's got it. It just, it just takes 24 to 48 hours to spread. Yep. This was really different. This was, like, one kid would get it and was down for, like, three to five days. Austin was even down for, I think, maybe 10 days. And it would like start to go away and then the next kid would get it. I know. It was it, awful. I mean, Austin had it first and I was Lysoling everything. And then it just got to the point where I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I'm not even going to Lysol anything. Just let it go through. Yeah. Yeah. We took Charlie and Cal, I think, um, to the doctor and then they tested and they're like, yeah, it's this flu that's going around. They tested positive for that. And so after that, you're like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not going to run every kid to the doctor for a flu test once two of them have it. Right. You know, it's just... Yeah, you know what it is. Exactly. And, um, yeah, it, co- it it actually cost us about four weeks of our life. <laughs> we were literally... It just... Oh, my God. We... we Honestly, I should have probably hooked people up and said, go go buy stock in Pedialyte, because <laughs> we still have tons in our cabinet that we haven't opened yet, but... Um, well, the recovery of it was bad. Yeah. And since when is flu season May? Like, that I was know. crazy. They didn't even go to the last week of school, though. No. And, I mean, there was a huge outbreak at their school. Nobody was there. And then um, it cost poor Trey and probably Austin a football game. Yeah. So that was a bummer. And okay. um, and then Cal was out for – he missed a week of therapy. He did. We couldn't have the therapist in our house. Or he couldn't go to his uh, thing Clinic, anyway, the yeah. play place thing. So, yeah, that was just like <laughs> – it's so funny. Like, life, you get into May – and we're thinking about schools ending and, you know, summer, or whatever, <clears throat> football playoffs. Nope. A month of the flu. Well, and we've talked to this early on in a different episode that when he gets a fever, his characteristics of autism change. Yeah. In the sense that, that they sort of um, diminish. Yeah. So, sometimes almost not there. Yeah. And he'll just sit and chill. So and weird. He's fine. It's so weird. And there's actually studies on this. Like you can go and you can go and like read studies on this. There are actually people who have studied what happens when you're autistic and you get a fever. And probably for middle functioning, low functioning, you see it a lot more. But it is crazy how he's like, he'll just sit next to you. He'll stare into your eyes. It's like, I mean, there's no no flapping whatsoever when he has a fever. None. No. I, I mean, it's and just, just very chill. Yeah, that's actually he'll stop eating and then he'll stop his flapping. And then you're like, OK, he has a fever. Yep, and it's been that way, really, his whole life. At least since we knew, um, or at least since we got the diagnosis. Yep, for sure. So I was. You just said. What did you say? Low to middle. Yeah. Yeah. Am I saying that right? 
Well, I think it's fine. Yeah, low to middle functioning. <laughs> it's not high functioning. Oh, somebody, so it's will send like, a, somebody will send a message and call me a name or something. Well, whatever. This is just our experience. You're not being inclusive. Okay, sorry. I don't know. Well, we before we started this podcast, I was just like, what is autism mean to us in our house? You know, like, because every kid is different. So for us, for him, it's developmentally behind a delay. Yep. It's a speech delay. Yep. And then it's behavioral. Yes. And behavioral with 26 hours of therapy has been getting worse. Yes. Well, that's why when people do send us messages and they do want to get mean about, you know, that's not the way you talk about autism and stuff like that because, you know, it's like this is not a one-size-fits-all. Like, so... No, you are able to hear words, get angry, reach out, and and that's cool. Like, but there are so many like, autistic kids who are going backwards in development. Yes, you didn't. You you know what I'm saying? So it it just is like, <clears throat> unfortunately, you can't include everybody in one thing because everybody's so different in this. So it's just um yeah like yeah but you know they did didn't they tell us that there's going to be. Like, like there would be pockets of time where you could actually go back. Regression. A lot. Yes. Yeah. And then, then, then you could pick back up and then slow down or, you know, and, but then of course everything's always like, well, we're not, we don't guarantee one way or another. Like you don't have to regress. You also don't have to pro- progress. Well, so basically what I've been told over since he's been diagnosed is he's never going to reach his true age. Yeah. And so our whole point with therapy is just to get him as far as. I don't know, mature, developed as we can. And then, yes, if the therapies decrease, which we don't, we increase, then he could regress. But even with all the therapies, he's still at times doing things that you're like, whoa, like, what if we weren't doing therapy? Like, how how is this happening? You know? Yeah, I mean, the biting's getting really bad. Um, That's yeah. probably the one thing that's gotten really hard to manage. Which I've had people reach out to us recently and give um, some advice and their experience with it, which I found in this community that strangers reach out to you, even more so than your own family. Oh, yeah. Because it makes your own own family feel uncomfortable. Which, by the way, is so nice that people take a a few minutes to do that, you know? It's really nice. Yeah. So I'm just going to share a story real quick. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I picked him up. And now everybody, Melissa shares a story. I picked him up from his therapy place, which he goes to twice a week for three hours. But the night before, he was not going to bed. Some nights lately, he doesn't want to go to bed. And that's a that's a, a thing with mm. autism. Oh, yeah. Sleep. So I took him there. I pick him up. And um, his OT is coming out to talk to me. He's really upset. He's crying. So I put him on my hip because he still wants me to carry him, even though he's more than half my size. And I'm talking to her. And he's crying. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he whacks me across the face. I felt like I got hit by a grown man. I'm not joking. And I think it's because I wasn't expecting it. And he was so close to me, but he was also angry. Like my head flew back and I have a red, I had a red mark on my face. And this was a lobby full of people. I, I felt like the room just got silent and stared at me. And I put him off my hip. I looked him in the eye and said, Cal, we don't hit mommy. You have to be nice. Give me a hug. Everything's okay. I put him back on my hip and then held his arm. So he went and slapped me again. And then I got in the car and completely lost at crying because I just felt broken when I got home you were like what's wrong and I'm like I feel broken like my child is making me feel broken and helpless I don't know what to do yeah and and that's always tough like when you get like a head injury you know you kind of like see that spark and then your head snaps back and it's a very like scary it's scary 
You know, I mean, a lot of people have that's happened like in sports. Yeah. And even though you're playing sports, you're aware it could happen. When it does happen, you get hit in the head when you're playing sports. It is really scary. I mean, it's it's happened to me several times in my life where I'm like, am I here? Like, what's going on? Well, when your neck snaps back like that, I'm like, I feel like I got a concussion. Yeah. Like, I had to take ibuprofen. Yeah. But I was really upset because I'm like, it's one thing that he bites himself and he hurts himself, which I don't like at all. And we've been trying to fix for over a year and, and the biting's getting worse. But then when you hit and hurt somebody else that you love... I'm like, I was just devastated. And it it was just a moment, but it makes you feel sad. It, well, you know, yeah, like like we're at the, st- the, the, the age now, or at least he's at the age where this is just happening. Because again, it's not the same as um, other kids, but, you know, where it's like, okay, the biting, the, the meltdowns now are, you know, he's not 20 pounds having a meltdown now. He's almost 50 pounds having a meltdown. 40, yeah. He's got some, you know, he's got some power behind everything. You know, he's also now aware of when, you're not happy with his behavior and he doesn't like that. So he will do things even more pronounced, more amplified to get you to either pay attention to him or stop paying attention to him, like depending on what he's doing. Right. And in that situation, I couldn't typically if your kid hit you, you'd be mad. Right. And in this situation, you can't get mad. And I think if somebody's new to autism and parenting with autism, that's you can't get mad. It's just going to make it ten times worse. Yeah, I was thinking like the worst phrase that normal. <laughs> Jeez, I, it's just so hard not to. It's say. okay. I say normal it all the time. It is so freaking hard, and it's almost just like now, like the people who send the messages, like now you're making me angry for saying the word normal. But screw it. But less normal, whatever. Uh, families who don't families who don't deal with autism. Yes. The worst phrase is. Uh, f- fight fire with fire. Yeah, that's just a common phrase. Everyone's yeah. like, you know, fight fire with fire. Man, with autism, don't even try that. <laughs> like, no way. Like, like, you're gonna try to play the game of who's gonna get more angry. No way. Like, like you're gonna lose. Like, you're gonna lose. Because the biting used to be annoying. I mean, it was sad. Now it's like dangerous. Like he's breaking skin. You know. Yeah. And and still. And only- fingers are swelling. Oh yeah. yeah like I'm pool. like he's gonna get an infection. Yeah. So I keep putting. Ointment on it and stuff. I'm actually I le- I was looking the other day online for like, you know they make these little like things for swimmers and surfers. <laughs> they put them on their legs and their arms and their hands in case a shark bites them. It like won't go all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind like, of like a bodysuit type thing. Yeah, but they but also just, make just sleeves oh, and gloves and stuff. That's the material he needs. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's like a like a Teflon. Yeah. Metal. It's like small little chains. And I'm like, oh, I know what you mean. I'm like, is that where we are? I was like, that's where we might be. Oh, gosh, that sounds weird. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know what else is weird? <laughs> you know, like biting yourself, bleeding I know. off your arms and your fingers, you know, like it's and, and I that's dangerous. Like you said, like you can get infections that way. Like it's yeah. just nasty. Yeah, it's bad. So that's like gone off the deep end a little bit, too. It's just a lot of different like a, a lot. We're at that moment where it's he's he's hitting a growth spurt. So he's getting a little bit stronger. You know, and just everything's, like I said, a little more amplified. He definitely has more awareness about things. Um, well, and we and we talked like a year ago, what he looks like his behavioral wise, you can see way more now than a year ago. Yeah. And that's with tons of therapy. Yeah. What's changed? He has tons more energy and we He's have growing. tons less energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what's way changed less. in a year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's hard. I for, you know it's funny. I actually forgot that happened at his um at the center that he when he had hit you so hard that we hadn't done a podcast since. I I totally forgot that that was before the flu ran rampant in our house and everything like that. Well, and I just wanted to talk about behavior because that's a big thing with autism. Yeah. 
you know. There have been some like so we've got we've kind of we redid kind of the living room portion of the house. We we went all autism. We just went full autism, <laughs> basically meaning like there are four or five huge pieces of apparatus just for him, like a crash mat, trampoline, which we've had the trampoline for a while. Um, there's purple this, tunnel. The, the, oh yeah, there's the purple tunnel. Then there's um, a squeezer coming. A squeezer's coming, which is, coming, a, which is also called a steamroller. Steamroller, which kind of run your body through it, and it's it's yep. good for like, um, what do they call it? Like compression, the whole sensory. Yeah, yeah, head the, to toe. the sensory thing. It's like compresses you and squeezes you through this little chamber, and it feels good um, for all sensory stuff. And then there's this like green couch, which also turns into all these other designs and fun little, you know, whatever they are. He seems to really like it. It's called a convertible couch. Yeah. So it's it's funny how we were sort of halfway. I guess in a sense we were sort of trying to hide, not hide it, but we were like, no, we're just gonna do like. 20% stuff in here for that. Now we're like full. <laughs> it's most of the rooms for him. Actually, we look like, our living room looks like a small We Rock the Spectrum. Yeah, If it you does, know, parents yeah. with autistic kids would definitely get that. But. Well, because he doesn't really want toys. He wants to like, on his downtime, he wants to use his iPad and get on this equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or, he'll, or if he grabs a toy, like a baby shark or whatever, he wants to incorporate that in the equipment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he's, swimming on his crash mat. Yeah. He's not going to pull out a, like like a, like a game and just sit on the floor and play with it by himself. It's going to be a part of something else going on. Right. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. Um, that's probably a big change that we made in the last in the last month. We just were like, nah, it's just time to get him fully, you know, comfortable in this in this space. I know you've just done a bunch of videos. You can go to dailyautism.com and link to the social sites there. See some of the see some of the videos. I actually was watching some of the videos the other day, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "This house looks totally different." It does. It actually <laughs> looks. To be honest, it looks fun. <laughs> like all this stuff is pretty much fun. Well, he likes it. It's good yeah. for him. Um, all right, we'll wrap done. it up. Grocery shopping is that what you're doing? I am. Yay! You know, summer. I used to look so forward to summer as a kid, and as a as an adult, as a parent, you're like. Ugh. Summer. <laughs> well, the grocery bill is already high, you know. Groceries are and crazy. Now it's getting through the roof with having them eat three meals a day here plus yeah. snacks. Groceries are insane. I remember when we did the last podcast, like everything, everyone had just started complaining about groceries and gas. Oh my God, fast forward four or five weeks, it's on another planet. Like it's on another planet now. I don't even know what to cook anymore. Well, I tell you though, I do. I was thinking real quick. I do feel bad for special needs families because all these shortages are hitting now. Mm -hmm. And some kids, I mean, like Cal, he's only has a handful of options. Like if those things go away, man, not good. And a lot of special needs kids are like that too. I know. Yeah, like you can't just say, "Oh, we're out of this here." He'll eat that. Nope, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, like, we talked about that. Yeah, when there's a shortage or something goes away, then you are literally down to then those other options, and that's it. So. Well, even one form of um, protein that he gets is broccoli. So yeah. we even talked about stocking up on frozen broccoli. Yeah. God, I cannot imagine broccoli will go away, but they're saying now that the produce is starting to really get thin. Not good. Yeah, not good at all. The Uncrustables have been in a shortage for like two or three months now. Like you're almost lucky. You're almost lucky. It's like go buy a scratch off or go look for Uncrustables. It's about the same odds. Well, and we've said before, the other kids in our house are not allowed to eat it, and they love Uncrustables. Yeah, I know. But you can barely find them. No, I know. So there was one in the fridge that was Cal's, and Austin was like, is Cal going to eat his Uncrustable today? And I'm like, no, he doesn't want it. She's like, can I have it? I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> it's like, like okay. eating a gold mine. You're like I an know. Uncrustable. You have to be the first to ask. All right, that said, let's go on our hunt for Uncrustables. All right. All right, we are out of here.